Good morning and welcome again to The Daily Cast, a podcast to begin the day on Kilcullen Diary. I'm Brian Byrne. It's Tuesday the 11th of May 2021. This morning we look at the life of a man who can arguably be described as the father of modern Ireland and we'll hear from a sports club that this year celebrates its 136th anniversary. But first, the weather. It's looking good for today with a good deal of sun and some scattered cloud. Highest temperatures will be 14 degrees in moderate southerly breezes. So enjoy, even if there's still a little chill. Now to our person of interest. In a McKinsey report last week on the future of work in Europe, chunks of Ireland are classified as superstar dynamic growth and high-tech manufacturing centres. The foundation of that status can be laid to the inspiration of Sean Lamas, born just six months short of the turn into the 20th century. He was one of nine children of a Dublin city centre family whose ancestors had been French Huguenots. While he was still 15, he joined the Irish Volunteers and he was involved in the 1916 Rising, fighting at Dublin's GPO and on Moore Street. He was among the more than 1,700 arrested when the Rising collapsed, but he was released after a month due to his age. He remained active in the Volunteers and he was one of those involved with Michael Collins in the killing of 14 British agents on Bloody Sunday in November 1920. He was arrested afterwards and interned, and released after the signing of the Anglo-Irish Treaty in 1921. Lamas was on the anti-treaty side in the subsequent civil war. He escaped to County Wicklow after the four courts was shelled, and he was then interned again in 1922. In November 1924, he was elected as a Sinn Féin TD. He is credited with persuading Eamon de Valera to form a new political party and in 1926 he travelled the country to gather support for Fianna Fáil. Lamas was responsible for drafting the party's economic programme and Fianna Fáil made a strong showing in the 1927 general election. Five years later the party began what was to be a 19-year period in power in the Irish Free State. During the Anglo-Irish Trade War that began in 1933, Lamas established the Industrial Credit Corporation to facilitate investment for industrial development. Using the model of the Electricity Supply Board set up in 1927, he also pushed for the founding of a number of strategic semi-state enterprises. These included the Irish Sugar Company, the Turf Development Board and Aer Lingus that last of which he was later to describe as his proudest achievement. During World War II, as Minister for Supplies, his job was to achieve an unprecedented level of self-sufficiency in our neutral state. As part of this, the Irish shipping company was set up to keep supplies coming into the country. After the war, Lamas secured $100 million from the US Marshall Plan for the reconstruction of Europe, and that was spent here mostly on building the Irish roads network. In 1951, after a period when Fianna Fáil had been out of power, he became Minister for Industry and Commerce in the party's minority government until it fell in 1954. Fianna Fáil was returned to power again in 1957 and Lamas became Taoiseach two years later 
on the election of de Valera to President of Ireland. One of his first acts was to adopt as policy the programme for economic expansion developed by T.K. Whitaker, which moved Ireland away from protectionist economics and opened up to foreign investment. It was a time also when the country was taking visible roles in foreign policy, especially at the United Nations. Lamas was also a strong advocate of Ireland becoming a member of the European Economic Community. When the first application in 1961 was unsuccessful, he was later to say that failure to join was his biggest regret. He resigned as Fianna Fáil leader and Taoiseach in November 1966. He was succeeded by Jack Lynch and following deteriorating health, he died in Dublin's Matter Hospital on this day 50 years ago. His legacy is an Ireland whose traditional place as an agrarian economy is shared with a thriving modern industrial and technology-driven nation. Moving on to our feature of the day. This year, Halverstown Cricket Club celebrates 136 years since it was founded, which makes it older by four years than Kilcullen GAA. The club operates these days from the grounds of Harristown House and has some 35 members. The season kicks off on June 7th and the club is fielding two teams in competition this year. I asked Kilcullen resident and club secretary Stuart Conroy where does the membership come from? There's a lot of local people. I mean, I, I live in Kilcullen myself. And outside of that, you've got people from Nace, from Newbridge, from Salons, Atai, right way across the county, some uh, Ballymore Eustace. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's a good spread across the county, but mostly on this side of the, this was the, the, the southwest of the county. And what's the popularity of, of cricket like these days? It's growing quite a lot. I mean, if you go back two years, it was the first time since the founding of the state that every county in the country were represented by at least one cricket club. Um, in the case of Kildare, we've gone from having a number of clubs down the years to only having three now at this stage. There was only two up until last year, but now Nace Cricket Club has refounded itself after a long time of absence. But um, yeah, normally it's just been ourselves in the south part of the county and you've got North Kildare over in the north side. The popularity in the game, thanks to the, the Irish international team, has been a big factor in it in the last 15 years. There's also the, the, the obvious part of where there's been a huge influx of immigration from many cricket-playing nations. You've got a number of Asian people from India, Pakistan, Sri Lanka now living here, but also a number of people from South Africa, Australia, New Zealand, who now live in Ireland as well, and they've played this game growing up, and they want to continue playing it here in Ireland. In addition to the influx of people from abroad, there's a growing emphasis on encouraging the game in schools in Ireland. Cricket Leinster in particular have done an awful lot of work with the, the, the primary schools. There's a primary school competition called the Leprechaun Cup, and that's grown you know, an awful lot in the last number of years. Um, in particular, kind of, you've got a guy called Dave Bursey who's involved in the school in Killasheen. And we have allowed them to use our ground for the last number of years for games. And they actually won part of the, the Leprechaun Cup um, two years ago. So it's growing at the moment. Um, there's, there's a thing going on at the moment between the Kildare Sports Partnership and 
Cricket Leinster, we're obviously involved in it from a club point of view, where you're going to have development officers now going to go into schools from September onwards next year and coach the kids. And, you know, a number of the schools, I mean, ideally in this area, we're looking to earmark. And as from our club's point of view, we're looking to try and say, you know, kind of look, we will be able to offer you our grounds and that side of things. So, and hopefully, you know, we've got a, a new coach this season. So a part of that is hopefully, you know, our coach will go in with the development officers into these schools. So you'll have young kids playing the game. And at some stage down down the line, we'd like to have a youth set up. That would be a, a big part for the, the club to follow on. What's the, the current structure of the game on a national basis? So you've got three um, provinces as such. You've got Leinster, you've got the North, and you've got the Northwest. So pretty much the, the the Cricket Leinster would represent all of Munster and all of Connacht as well as Leinster itself. Um, the divisions itself in Cricket Leinster, you've got 17 divisions. Our club in particular, we play in Division 12 at the moment. We got promoted the, the last season before COVID. Um but yeah, you've got a number of clubs, predominantly, normally always being played in, in the Dublin areas, but that's grown so much in their surrounding counties now at this stage, and it's, it is, it's growing nationwide all the time. One of the long-standing traditions at Halverstown Cricket Club has been an annual game with a London-based team. The White City All-Stars comprises a motley crew of friends for a tour of matches in Ireland. It was established by Peter Oburn, whose father was attached to the British Embassy here. The All-Stars includes many of the original group, as well as some of their younger family members and other new blood. They couldn't play us last year because of the, the COVID restrictions, but um, they're very much penciled in to play us again this year. Um, we have them penciled in for Friday the 30th of July. So, yeah, we always look forward to playing White City because um, we play in particular for what's known as the, the Alan Ruddock Trophy. Alan was a, was a great kind of player for us down the years. And the, 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 the trophy is kind of was, was named a memorial to him. Um, he would have known a lot of the guys, have worked with a lot of the guys at White City. And, yeah, we're proud to, to you know, continue that tradition year in, year out. Talking to Stuart, it's clear that he's passionate about the game. But how did he get involved with Halverstone? I'm from Dublin originally, so I have played with civil service um, up in Dublin. And when I moved down to, to Kilcullen, a big part of me was, well, you know, I want to continue playing cricket and to, to commute up and down to Dublin would have been a, a fairly big ask, especially for training and matches. Um, so the first thing I did was to look up what team was, was close to the area and I, I, I discovered Halberstown and I have to say since the day I walked into the club I, the, the welcome I've received the support from the players and you know five years on now I'm now secretary of the club and you know I'm a really really proud member of the club and yeah really really enjoy it and I would absolutely recommend to anybody if you have any interest come up to the club because there's a there's a home for you here Unfortunately, at the moment, we're a bit stuck because of COVID restrictions. It's limited to people who are already members of the club and people who are registered with Cricket Leinster. Now we're hoping, obviously, as the, the restrictions ease, you know, yeah, absolutely, we'd love to get back to the stage where people can come up on a Thursday night if they wanted to, to give the game a try for the first time or, 
in, in many cases we find people who have stopped playing the game for 10 years because for family reasons they had children and didn't have the time to play or in some cases they just moved to Ireland and are looking for a team to play with and yeah absolutely I mean I'd say to anybody you know get in touch with us on social media you know whether it's on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter you know we'll be able to give you all that information straight away we'll be able to, to, to point you in the right, the right direction about when you can come up but yeah I mean we cater for all standards from the, 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 the really good players the guys who just want to play on a social level and you know kind of uh, make a lot of friends up there Stuart Conroy Secretary of Haverstown Cricket Club and if you're interested in something different in local summer sport it's very much worth a look now to the news headlines of the day locally the Leinster leader takes the good hair day of yesterday in a couple of stories including the 700 bookings at one Monaster Evans salon as it reopened from lockdown the Kildare Nationalist has a similar theme as lockdown locks are lopped with the easing of COVID restrictions across the county. KFM Radio, meantime, is looking ahead with two tech stories. One is the approval of a solar farm for an area in Nace. The other is an application for a battery field for electricity storage at Dunstown. On the Nationals, RTE leads with COVID-19 indicators, showing the situation in Ireland as reducing or stable. The Irish Times' main story is about stagnant wages and expensive housing, leaving young people in Ireland worse off than their parents. On The Independent, we read a claim that a government fund designed for small builders is now helping to finance so-called cuckoo schemes. On the journal.ie, Housing Minister Dara O'Brien says the issues of over 10 years are not going to be fixed overnight. And the examiner headlines fury at a call to reintroduce domestic water charges. All of which suggests fairly hectic political times upcoming. And that's it from the Daily Cast today. I'm Brian Byrne. This is Kilcullen Diary and as always, thanks for listening.